Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so dang much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it one day. Today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Dark Forces Soldier for the Empire Radio Drama Part 2. Wow, that's a long title. How are you doing today, Peyton? <laughs> About the same as always. Um, not much to really report. I mean, I've had a nice, quiet weekend. Almost too quiet. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, not really. Nothing much. You know, it's just same old, same old. I mean... No, no exciting Star Wars news, put it that way. Not that there's not any news, because there's a bit of news, and maybe some news that I even forgot to talk about last week. <laughs> uh, how about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I went to two weird festivals that I've never been to before. Uh, first off was Keltober, uh Keltoberfest down in Sarasota. Wait a second, boy, you gotta say it in a Scottish accent. <laughs> Keltoberfest. Because uh, uh, it was mostly Irish. Irish. Uh, that's the Irish one. <laughs> except for the bagpipe player with big ol' hearing aids on. <laughs> that I found that ironic. Yeah. Uh, I love the bagpipes. <laughs> there's something about it that it just brings a, a light and a joy to my heart. Uh, the other thing I went to was, you're going to laugh at this, but this is a real thing that I actually went to. Uh, Go for it. Skunk Fest. What? What the heck? Now, this is the most, this is the most white people, white people in I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Sure enough, there's a whole congregation of folk that have the, uh, that just have skunks as pets. And they were doing judging on which one of the albinos was the most albino, which ones were the regular ones that could do the most tricks. And the one that was the smelliest? Oh, man. It actually wasn't that smelly. Uh, they had all you been... you have a skunk, Max? I don't. Okay, because I, I would peg you for the guy that would have a skunk. I don't know whether to be proud or offended at that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got that. Touch of weirdness to you that. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the person that if anything weird goes on, that somebody will go, Yeah, that sounds like Max. No, you're, <clears throat> you're a wizard, Max. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, that was some new experiences, but, uh, uh tell me about it. It, well, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Uh -huh. Had a whole silent auction for, skunk stickers and it, it was it was a whole world of people that i will never see again and it was such an interesting glimpse into the view of other people's lives that it felt like yeah. oh like this is what it feels like for to go to a convention for people that don't that like aren't <laughs> in a fandom they're like oh yeah. i i get it it's a bit well, much, but I get it. Next time you go to an Oktoberfest, hit me up. Absolutely. I would like to join you. Um, well, I do have some news for us. Not much, but I do have some news, and even some news I might have forgotten about. Like I said earlier. Um, first of all, for everyone that loved Visions, there are digital versions of the soundtrack now available. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, I believe we're going to get some backstory on the planet Batu as part of the Disney wish. I don't know if I already mentioned this or not. Did I already mention this? I don't think so. Lay okay. it on me. I, I don't know much, de much of that detail on it. I know I posted it on our Facebook page. Um... But apparently there was some sort of alternate, not alternate, what's the word? Hyper-reality? Hyper Hyper-reality game. Virtual reality? Augmented reality. Augmented. I think it's augmented, yeah. It's an augmented reality game that kids are going to be able to play on the Disney Wish. 
And in that game, they will learn the backstory of Batu, and they will have to search for certain creatures. Cool. That have escaped from somewhere. Kind of reminds me of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it sounds very Pokemon Go esque. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much all the news news I have. Um. I do have some. Well, it's more like rumors. Um, so this is a guy I listen to called Mike Zero, and his information is, it's not necessarily out there, but he tends to talk about things that are coming up in the Star Wars universe that will not even happen until like two, three, four years away. Like he's been talking about this. Um, retcon of the Rise of Skywalker that we're supposed to get in 2023. Um, yeah. Now, I think one thing that he is confirming is that um, Disney Plus Day, which is November 12th, will be the day that they will be announcing all manner of Star Wars TV shows and TV um, in the films. I think that's the official day that they're going to announce stuff. Um, and then we are supposed to get a Boba Fett TV special. Really? On on yes, I think it's supposed to cover like the legacy of the character. So don't know if we'll do an episode on that. We probably will. Um, but the big news that he's that this guy's dropped on my head, and I can't even just I can't even comprehend it because I have there's no way to tie this to any anything relevant right now is there is supposedly it, with Lucas's approval a fourth trilogy in the works really like episode 10 11 12 okay now apparent, according to this guy it's set 37 years after the rise of Skywalker and it's supposed to wrap up the Skywalker saga entirely which I don't know much more. I don't know if there's much more they can do. <laughs> they can I mean, do as we say, like, what else is there? Well, supposedly, the way he laid it out was this would focus on the children of Ben Solo and Ray, which I have no idea what they would get <laughs> get the time to do that. Skeptical. Um, <laughs> very, very, very. Like I said, this is not even going to be announced until 2023 at the earliest, according to him. Um, and the names of these children, um, the names do... First, I feel like this guy sometimes... I feel, I feel like he's trying to connect everything to the old Legends universe as much as he can. Because it stands to reason. I mean, that's been his headcanon. It's been like the headcanon of everybody for like, what, like 30 years? Well, and they are doing that. Disney is moving in that direction. But I don't feel, I don't feel like it gives you any, it doesn't do you any good to talk about things that are, that are, you know, two, three years away. Um, Because the names of these kids that he names, one is named. Cade Skywalker. Now there is or there was a Cade Skywalker in Legends. Now, I never actually read anything about him because he was a great, great, great descendant of Ben Skywalker or Louis Skywalker, rather. So, if this trilogy was to happen, I guess they'd be shifting the timeline around for him. And then, I guess... This supposed Kate Skywalker would have a sister, and she would be given the name Jaina Skywalker, which everyone knows that that there was old canon. Jaina was the name of one of uh, Leia Organa Solo's children. She was known as the Sword of the Jedi. So, whether this is a rumor, whether this is fact, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Max? I think that trying to think about uh well like production wise a couple of years out isn't like isn't too far-fetched to have these conversations in the production level but like this is still pitch time so like i don't 
yeah, I don't think they're even doing any production on it. I think they would just announce it by 2023. Yeah. Because that's, that's when they're releasing that retcon, supposedly, of The Rise of Skywalker in 2023. I guess the reason why they're holding off on it is because they want to give these other TV shows a time to shine. You know, which begs the question, why the heck are you talking about this now? You should be talking about things that are irrelevant. Like the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That uh, like that doesn't make much sense to me. But like production wise, like it takes years to like hire the people, hire the people that are gonna hire the people, get everything in order and start recording. Like they had been working on all of this, all of the Star Wars stuff that we're watching now, like four years ago. That's when they started yeah. these meetings. And so, like, yeah. this guy probably might have actually heard this somewhere in a meeting, but it's just as likely to fall through. Like, so, like, it's nothing is set in stone. No. So, like, no, no. It, it, I don't think it really behooves, it doesn't really help any of us to, like, sit down and have, like, argumentative discussions about it because there's no, no like, nobody's put money on it yet. Mm -mm. Not at all. Not at all. Um, according to, I do know that the concept for the Mandalorian was pitched on actually many, many, many years before Disney uh, acquired Star Wars. I know Lucas always talked about having like a fifty-episode live-action series focused on like the Star Wars underworld. And they actually had, like, 55 scripts written. But I guess the problem was money. It always and, is. And, and eventually that Underworld series turned into Mandalorian. Oh, man. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but there have been a lot of video games that were so far into production that they had demos. They had, like, an intro video for it. And it yeah. still got scrapped. One of which was like uh, on Coruscant mm -hmm. being like a smuggler. Yeah. And it turns out that like you are a force user and like it. I think a lot of those ideas and mechanics eventually turned into what later became Fallen Order. Because I think it was mm -hmm. EA that was still running it. Um, yeah. But like. It looked beautiful, and it was a narrative about a Twi'lek. It was a Twi'lek uh -huh. main character. It was very interesting and new and different, and they had never done it before, and it got scrapped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, things like this happen all the time. I mean, there I found a list on WDW-NT, on Disney News World, you know, today. Um, it's 64 concepts of theme park attractions that never were built. And let me tell you, some of this stuff is fascinating. I mean, I don't want to get too far into this, but did you know that we were never supposed to get a Pirates of the Caribbean? Really? Here. Yeah, because the, uh, the Imagineers assumed that we were so close to pirates in the culture that we wouldn't care about it. So they had this big old Western Railroad Expedition Planned, which part of that eventually turned into Big Thunder Mountain. Um, that makes sense. There was a lot more planned for it. But we um, we fought back, apparently, and within two years and some change of Magic Kingdom opening in October of 71, we got Pirates of the Caribbean in 73. Many people think that Pirates was an opening day attraction, but it really wasn't. So, huh. you know, just things, things like that, you know? It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite rides. It's a classic. Heck yeah. My dad, I wish my dad was, I wish does not go to Magic Kingdom and not ride it. <laughs> well, I wish it was longer, like the Disneyland version. Apparently that one has two drops and it's double the time. It's like 15 minutes. Ours is only like eight and a half minutes. Mm. Which is weird because they have less space than we do. <laughs> I heard a comedian that was that uh, said that he overheard somebody say that uh, Disneyland was bigger than Disney World, and, Hell no. and he was like, 
Here, here's a description for you. Uh, Disney World is two-thirds the size of Washington, D.C., and Walt Disneyland is a theme park. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea how they even got enough room to build California Adventure and that side of the struggles. But we're not here to talk about Disney. If we were, this would be a Disney podcast. Yeah, it's, it, plenty- yeah besides, we're a Kathleen Kennedy roast podcast. So <laughs> yes, let's get back to the, the task at hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, do you have any more news for me before we dive into the second half of the uh, this first ready drama? Uh, in lightsaber news, uh, there is, uh, Saber Forge, um, one of my favorite, uh, big name building companies. And expensive companies too, by the way. Uh, actually they're pretty, uh, they're pretty point for point. It's just not. Depending on what you want. Yeah. Really. I think, uh. They just came out, they just started coming out with a new series called Wrapped. And they mm-hmm. are adding leather wraps to all of their original hilts. Oh um, boy! And how much have they tacked on for that? I don't know, like twenty bucks, maybe. Probably not you even see, that. My issue with Saber Forge was, I mean, I looked at the ordering process to see how similar it was to Ultra Sabers, mm-hmm. and my complaint with them, even though I never ordered from them, was. You couldn't just pick yourself a green. You had to pick from three different types of green. And you can't see them. It's not like right. a not like a demo. Right, right. At least with Ultra Savers, you know, they gave you two choices: Arctic Blue or, you know, Guardian Blue. And you know, I could look up the 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 uh, colors from a YouTube video if I wanted to. I never ordered a saber with. Have you ever heard of the the, uh, the tri color? Yes. I never ordered one with tri because apparently they could not do flash on flash with a tri color. Uh, they could not. Uh, and now that really we have to me. now that we have other uh, now that we have NeoPixel, it could be whatever you want. But I don't know why they're not doing NeoPixel with Ultra Sabers. They really should. Not that I'll ever buy from them again, and I probably shouldn't be saying this on the air, but <laughs> uh, honestly, it's kind of—I think it's because they got blacklisted by the people that make the chipsets. Can't be NeoPixel if you can't buy the part that makes it NeoPixel. <laughs> well, maybe there's a reason why they got blacklisted because they are not exactly a you know star-studded company. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a reason why their and prices are so low. And their technology is a piece of crap. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, since my uh, since my diamond saber has that now new problem of the speaker, I've just taken the batteries out. I mean, it doesn't hurt it, does it? Nope. No, I've just taken the batteries out and left the saber as is until I can until I can fork out the cash to upgrade it, which will most likely be a birthday present. For myself, with your assistance, not financially. Because <laughs> 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 no, I got some coupons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We just need to start selling those stickers. Yeah, we're thinking about merch. Okay. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we need to get it. We need to get rolling. With we this, uh, do. So onward, on to soldier for the empire. Yep. So, um, where do we start out with this? So he, uh, so Kyle they, they oh, boy, start Kyle. off. Yeah, they start off with Kyle Katarn helping out his new rebel friends. Uh, and we're still on the Star of Empire, by the way. Yep, helping fix the starship, and he uses the Force and does like eight hours of work at about three minutes of dialogue is that impossible i'm because i don't know the jargon they're using i'm gonna go ahead and say sure why not yeah but, but how i mean how much raw potential does he have i mean is it more than luke ever had 
That's a good question. I know he was very powerful as a Jedi Master, but um, I know. See, he, he knew it, and I, I didn't realize. I didn't put this together until after re reading um, one of the old books. But I remember that Luke did used to do force projection and not kill himself. Yeah, you know, hypothetically. No, no. Like, you know, because he did a force projection in The Last Jedi and technically killed himself with it. He could do it in the old canon and not kill himself. Yeah, in the same way that, like, uh, like Palpatine could speak to people across the galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luke could even, uh, you know, kind of impose his face over somebody else's because when uh, Jaina went after her brother, when he became a Sith Lord, they didn't want Jaina and J oh, no, they didn't want Jason to realize it was her. So before she finally confronted him for real, real, like with her real face, real identity, um, Luke kind of like went into like a coma type thing and like used the force to project himself like right on top of her. Huh. Really, really cool stuff. And it drove Jason, excuse me, Darth Kytus. Uh, <laughs> it drove him crazy. But we are getting off topic again. So he, uh, he helps fix the ship. I think that he's more of a spell caster to use a, like a, a video game term. Uh, uh -huh. Luke, Luke is good with the force, but he's better with a lightsaber. He is. I, I, <sighs> he's more Darth I mean, Vader. He's... And I think Kyle is leaning more Palpatine, but the, but more Yoda than, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, more Qui-Gon than Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are, there, are, there are four classes of Jedi. Uh, there are, like, four different roles that you could take as a Jedi. Um, the, they can be kind of boiled down into, are you a melee class or are you a ranged yeah. class? And you know what? Do, we have, do we have time to pull up the list of Luke's old Jedi Council or no? I can, if you can continue the discussion of what happens yes. next, or how yes, they yes, get discovered. Yes. yes. So after fixing the ship, uh, Jan and uh, Kyle to go their separate ways. Kyle goes back to this tiny little cabin, <laughs> and he gets a message from doo -doo, Nathan, and he says, Rimmer, hey, we got some questions for you, but advice for you stay away from the girl <laughs> which of course prompts uh kyle to dial up jan again and tell her to get her butt over to the spaceship uh her any ship to get off the uh the star vampire and at the same time this rodian the rodian slider which did we even talk about him in the first episode i don't think so Okay, well, long story short, Kyle runs into a Rodian named Slider on his way when he's when he was chasing uh, Jan Ors, and Slider is a bounty hunter. He's got some interesting views on bounty hunting. He prefers to capture the person first and then deliver him to get a fee. Any uh, suspicious person that he thinks warrants a high fee. So even before the Empire puts out uh, the bounty on them. So Slider gets in touch with uh, Nathan and his daddy. And um, turns out that the Porter droid is a little snitch. <laughs> um, and they get ready to go and capture Kyle and um, during the chase with Kyle and Jan and AC the droid uh, AC gets shot and they leave him behind unfortunately they essentially they do manage to get on board the ship which is called the truly sorry I thought that was a 
nice touch. Brilliant. <laughs> Very brilliant. Um, and they take off with the governor and Nathan on hot pursuit. Despite warnings from the uh, Star of Empires control that they are breaking violations. I mean, when, but when does anybody ever listen to uh, ship's control? Nope. Ship's control and the hero's parents are the two most lethal jobs to have in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've never had anyone follow their leads. So, oh, did you find that? Yes, I have. Uh, oh. So, uh, Kyle Katarn was one of the original members of the New Jedi Order uh, early legacy area, uh, era. So, starting at 35 ABY, we've got Luke Skywalker, Kanth Hamner, Saba Sabatine. Yes, Kilgall. I love her. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, she yeah, was actually Saba acting 17. Grandmaster for a hot minute there. Uh, she was. There was a there was a period of time when Luke got, went into exile because they didn't uh, think that he handled the Jason stuff well, which he technically didn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. Maybe he's a little too close to that. Well, <laughs> we got Kip Duran. We got yeah. Corin Horn. Man. He's cool. I love him. Yeah, I love. Him. He's Corellian, dude. Hell yeah, that Corin Horn. Mara Jade Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Uh. Kyle Katarn, Tresina yeah. Lobi, Octo Ramus, Cam Solosar, Tion Solosar, Baraktl, and Jaina Solo Fell. Yep, she became a Jedi Master during a siege on the temple by a bunch of Sith. <laughs> the one tribe of the Sith. Um, Cam Solosar, his father was actually a Jedi. Now, I don't know how much Cam got training-wise from his father. Um, assuming that his father was... I'm assuming that his father was part of the Old Order. Um, but all of these masters had a lot to bring to the table. Um, and a lot of the backstories can't be learned in the New Jedi Order, Legacy of the Force, um, Fate of the Jedi. Too much to go into. Um... But yeah, Kyle Katarn was up there. Yeah, he was up there. Um, and Saba Seventeen actually was the one that trained Leia to be a Jedi Knight. Um, so Leia, uh, um, so Leia had some interesting form of training. Um, the one thing I did not like about this new order was everyone seemed to become Jedi Knights very young. Like, none of them had, like, a full 25 years of Jedi Knighthood. Maybe it was because the, this order was not 10,000 Jedi, and Luke needed everybody to think that he could get, especially with the Yu Zhang Vong War. So, uh, so where we are in the story is that uh, the Imperial politician has uh, has been told where... Uh, what's going on, and shown the video of Kyle joining up with the Rebels um, by the Rodian. Slider. And we are figuring out where we go from there. Uh, well... Because they're still on the Truly Sorry. Yeah, and they're being fired upon. Um, at the same time, uh, Nathan has uh, reconnected... Uh, AC, the droid, who um, goes off uh, because he sees um, Nathan in a uniform. Yeah. Kabooey. And the ship, the ship blows up. Which, at first, uh, the rebels, they think it's them because they decided to try and fight back. And then they remember, oh, wait. It was AC. We lost him, and then they must have picked him up. And turned him on, unfortunately. Yeah. Oopsie doops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is turning out to be a really interesting episode, isn't it? It is. I mean, I feel like shit's just kind of broke into our uh, conversation and 
shut me off or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're speaking the truth. Uh, yeah. To the man. Uh, so we. So does much, does much happen between then and when Kyle goes to meet Mon Mothma? I don't think so. Not, I think I think no, they, they land at the rebel base. The, yeah, no, not even at the rebel base. It's a Star Destroyer, dude. Oh right. It's called New Hope, which I believe this is the same Star Destroyer that we or on during the big discussion about what was to be done with the second Death Star. Right. Now, that's not the same destroyer that uh, Akbar was on during the actual attack. During the actual attack, he was on a Star Destroyer called Home One, or designated as Home One. <laughs> or as the... Uh, Admiral Akbar from the radio play would have called it Home One. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> how did they? How did this happen? You sound like uh, Chief from uh, the Fox in the House. <laughs> <laughs> now you hush your mouth. Now that's <laughs> I've watched so many of those old Disney show, Disney movies. So many times with those same two old actors in him that I, I those are the voices that I go to listen I mean they they had the same actor for a lot of those characters in the early films uh, definitely during the uh, the artist strike yeah yeah they had very little money oh. to go with and so they made sure that they had contracted out those actors for a longer period than mm -hmm. just one movie yeah. Well, I mean, the David Ogden, Ogden uh, Steers, I believe, he played a lot of different characters in the Renaissance films. That's true. I mean, you would you would never you would never realize that the guy that voiced Cogsworth also voiced uh, Governor Ratcliffe and the Archdeacon. So, Pocahontas uh, and uh, Hunstrack and Notre Dame, respectively. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So Kyle goes and meets Mon Mothma. What did you think of Mon Mothma in this? I like Mon Mothma. Mon Me too. Mon Mothma in this radio play, in this one scene, is better. Mm -hmm. Is a better leader than the lady that was trying to be a leader in episode and the, the sequels. The sequels or the what? The the woman that like purposely didn't tell any of her crew what she was planning to do, even though that's that's her literal job, and then used hyper uh, hyperspace uh, hyper jumped through a super star destroyer, which was super cool looking, but like also the fact that like her crew were like, just tell us what you're doing, and she said no. Wait, what are you talking about, dude? In the sequels, uh, in the movie not, sequels. Oh, are you talking about? Vice Admiral Holdo? Yeah. Holdo? That's not Mon Mothma, dude. No, I'm saying, like, in this one scene, she's a better leader. Oh! Yeah, yeah. She is a totally better leader. You think, so, this is kind of line up in line, go in line with the uh, Mon Mothma that we see in Rogue One? I think so. Yeah. I well, think she did uh, a very good job with this. She did. She did. I kind of wish she had done more Mon Mothma. Um, I don't know why they didn't put her in uh, Return of the Jedi because this came out, this rated drama came out in the same time period as Return of the Jedi dropped. Huh. And they used different uh, different actresses. Um, she does not trust Kyle. Now, I wouldn't think so. No, That's not her bag. No. no. Mm hmm. Well, she does have a mission for him. Tell us what the mission is. The mission is to break into an Imperial facility and steal the plans. A set of the plans. A set of the plans. So here we, uh, for the Death Star, so here we have a third rendition of gathering the plans for the Death Star. So out of all the ones that we heard of, the um, Rogue One, mm -hmm. this, and then the brief transmission segment that we got from the A New Hope radio drama. Which one really 
Which one do you like the most? Or which one would you have rather have seen on the screen? I really like Rogue One because I feel like we get a glimpse at like behind the Imperial curtain of like <laughs> the scientists that are having second thoughts about making a giant death beam death beam of doom or uh the hallway scene definitely or like uh like having a little bit more spice to it i think but mm -hmm. like overall because i like i haven't read the rest of the kyle katarn books but apparently there are several so i i'm not nearly as attached to him but i feel like this was written really well i feel mm -hmm. like this is such a good they brought religion into star wars and it mm -hmm. wasn't the force that's a big deal that's a really powerful like are you talking about the are you talking about the bomar mugs yes well they've done that a couple times actually apparently jabba's palace used to be a monastery and before jabba took it over and now it's a hut house <laughs> it was yes and then well yeah at this point in time um i know there's a scene one of the other books I've read where Han and Luke go back to Jabba's palace. I don't remember why, because it's virtually empty. And they run into one of these monks in a jar on spider legs. That's really cool. So, yeah. Um, and like calling on yeah. Kyle's old friend and like. I think they did a really good job with this. And I'm not really attached to the woman, uh, the rebel woman that we're supposed to... That like, ours. Yeah, that has, like, important yeah, she, flags written all over her. But, like, that's just honest, because yeah. I don't know her that well. Like, she's been in... Well, to be honest with you, after this trilogy, I'll just say this right now because it's not going to ruin it, we don't hear from her anymore. As far as I know, she never reappeared. Huh. I mean, this is the only trilogy that has Kyle as the main focus. Right. And maybe maybe a few others. Um, but yeah, she just she just kind of drops off the map. Yeah. So all right. So Kyle is given a ship called the Moldy Crow. Who <laughs> boy. And <laughs> uh it's a hunk of junk, this one. Yeah, it's like the Falcon. Oh yeah. And so what's up with these names? And Mon Mothma gives what's her name an order of Jan. follow yeah, him. Jim. And if there is any if you get any feeling off of this guy that he's about to turn, dispose of him. <laughs> yeah. Um so Kyle goes to the planet Denuda, which we've never heard of before. Well, yeah. This is the first and only time I've ever heard of the, this planet. Same. So it's just like, is this supposed to be um, a mixture of uh, Scarif, too? I think or so. This is, it, it definitely. This is technically the, yeah. Uh, it definitely feels like. Uh, you know. Um, Near the end of Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, when uh, we're following... No, it was in... Yeah, it was in Clone Wars. Uh, where one of the... Uh, where the sisters get... The bad one and the good one. Get huh. caught up in uh, business they shouldn't be. Yes, yes, yes. It, it feels like... I think it's the Black Suns. Uh, no. It's not. It's the uh, something with the uh, cartel. Something cartel. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hut cartel. Uh, no, like the many cartels. One of which yeah, is. The I huts. don't know if we ever done anything with Black Sun. Probably. You know, Black Sun has always had issues because they had a prince that got whacked by Vader in the old canon, mm -hmm. and then way, way, way before that. Right, like right before episode one, uh, Darth Maul did a number on Black Sun. Uh, so, so Black they're, Sun, they're Black the Sun punching bag in the video games. Did you know that? 
They're like what in the majority of the first uh, like so in the MMO. They're the fr- mm-hmm. they're like the level one bad guys. They are the rats mm-hmm. and the goblins of the of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Black Sun really does seem to draw the ire of our resident Sith lords. Oh, that's so. Funny. Um, so I, I guess Crimson Dawn is now the equivalent to what Black Sun was. Yeah, with Dark Maul as it's technically head. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to our so it feels like a backwoods, definitely some shady business going on here, uh, and an imperial mining facility. Yes, and he seek and Kyle seeks out his old buddy. Oh, yep, Odin Mac, and his old roommate from Empire College, and. Yeah. Uh, he goes to the church of brains, and <laughs> uh, I feel like that voice actor that was like the priest. I feel like he did. Yeah. I think he threaded the needle of being like a voice of authority, like a re- voice of a religious authority, and just the <laughs> right amount of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I've always been kind of weary of uh, priests in films and shows. I mean, just look at the priest from Indiana Jones. Mularam. Mm. That dude gave me nightmares when I was younger. Kalima. Kalima! Uh, yeah. I recently found out that the majority of the Indiana Jones movies were based on 1010. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of that, um, this is kind of off topic, but there was a photo of Harrison Ford dressed as Indiana Jones in Italy. Ooh. Hey, we are supposed to get Indiana Jones 5 next summer. Um, and no, his son is not in it, as far as I'm aware. Good. Thank oh, sorry, was I that too not- fast? Maybe I should have given that more pause. No. <laughs> <laughs> what you should have said? Good, 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 Anakin. All right, kill him. Uh, so <laughs> we, so we find Kyle finds his buddy, and is like, "Hey, I need you to help me. <laughs> I'm a science fantasy protagonist, and so my <laughs> voice is a little airy. But you want to believe that I'm either 16 or 25? You don't know." Anyway, I need your help. <laughs> and uh, and his uh, and his buddy's like, not here, dude. I'm literally in the middle of praying. Go find me at the bar. You know, as good as <laughs> yeah, good church going going to folk do. And <laughs> what's the bar called? Smuggler's uh, Moon or Blue Moon or something? I, th- I think it's Smuggler's Moon. I think you're right. I don't remember. I it's <laughs> the name of the place isn't in my notes. Yeah. So uh, I should have written down proper nouns. So well, I've, I've I've listened to it so many times I just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> just blurs All together I know on you. Is it's got the Max Rebo band in it. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be big one day, Kyle. They're gonna be big. So he meets his friend there. And his future girlfriend, just kidding, she never shows up again. Uh <laughs> Goes in right after him and sees him meeting with someone in an imperial outfit and has a crisis of faith of like, oh, he's betrayed us. Oh, no, woe is me. I have to kill him now. (laughs) And uh, waits for him outside in a dark alley. And as he walks past after setting up the the way that it's going to go down, uh, she doesn't do it. She thinks she's trying her best to do it and tries to talk herself into doing it and can't pull the trigger. She comes out of the darkness, still gun drawn, and is like, why did you betray us? And he's like, "You, I needed a contact on the inside. You asked me to do this job. Why are you surprised that I have people that I know in the Empire? I literally went to college there. Anyway, 
<laughs> it's my college town, bro. So yeah, <laughs> woo. So <laughs> I just <laughs> I just want a bunch of stormtroopers doing that. <laughs> so um, he tells her the plan, uh, and the camera cuts over to uh, being inside the facility. The camera. Uh, sorry. You know we're. No, we're talking audio, right? <laughs> right. Sorry, the microphone transitions. Uh, <laughs> they swing the they swing the boom mic around, and oh. in the facility, three Empire guys are talking about how this is the most impenetrable for, uh, fortress of all kind, and we're uh, <laughs> right in between the changing of the guard. An alarm goes off, and it's right. Just the- yeah. Right when the big boss was about to pull the big alarm, Kyle's roommate goes, "No, no, no, that's just me. Sorry, a little slow on the uptake. That's just me walking through the door. Please, no worries about it." And they're like, "Ah, oh, dang it, newbie. Got to do better. Yeah. It's a new guy." And and they don't even they don't, they don't even give him any like numbers. Like there was no TK four two four or TK four two one. Or is that is that the stormtrooper? That is just stormtrooper. I think, yeah, I thought so. Once you once you get a rank, you are referred to by your rank. So like hmm. Grand Moff Tarkin, but was never was a TK. <laughs> no, obviously no. He was a senator from the planet Ariadu, which is a weird name. All right. Sorry, just got a text from my wife. All right. So, uh, so. Kyle sneaks in, and mm-hmm. it goes pretty uneventful for the first couple of minutes, and then it gets very <laughs> eventful real quick. <laughs> yeah, he runs to a squad. To a squad. Uh, to a <laughs> squad of TKs. Uh, <laughs> and he uses the forms. <laughs> so, do you like, so do you like the audio format for these uh, Stormtroopers better than the old? I I do. Uh, even if it's just like the same sound effect, but like through a better software or hardware, there's just something more polished about it. Like I think th- so. the I, sound overall. I think maybe it's because um, the people that the, that the audio uh, changed hands. I think this is high bridge audio now instead of um, national public radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think these were ever like released on radio. I think these were like released directly to the public. We he runs into a bunch of troopers and uses the force to go into bullet time and dodge every bullet because he can see it before <laughs> it happens. Yeah, which that's some form I mean, seven stuff. Yeah, which that's also that's a mace when that's a wait, is that a Vopad? Yes. Okay. Does someone else know Vopad except for Mace? Uh, he was the one that invented it. Yes, um, he did. Mace Windu. Yep. Because originally the best one was Form Six, which is why Qui Gon was so formidable. Although Form Six was the best because it was like the Tai Chi of fighting styles. It could block yeah. anything and everything. Um, Mace Windu's apprentice, Deepa Bulaba, which we got, we saw her whacked in uh, the first episode of the Bad Batch, actually. Really? Yeah, remember, uh, her apprentice was, uh, Caleb Dune, aka, yeah. uh, Kanan Jarrus. Ah, yes. Um, and she did, uh, Deepa Bulaba, she did go to the dark side for a little bit. Yep. Uh, some more the Clone Wars. She did that, uh, and uh, from what I read, from what what I've read, this probably might not be canon anymore. But originally, uh, she used a Vopad stance or like a maneuver on Mace once during training, and Mace mm-hmm. Windu immediately disarmed her and pinned her to the ground by her face, and was like, "Try that again." And you are no longer a Jedi. That is too close to the dark side, and you're not ready. And she's like, "I'm telling you, when I'm ready, I'm totally ready. I can do. I can defeat the dark side." She immediately turns dark. 
But <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, do you, I feel Mace, Mace is not one of my favorite characters. I mean, I like him, but he rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, he's a little uh he's a little chaotic good. He's like <laughs> he's a uh the ends justify the means and Which, here's my question. If Mace had killed Palpatine, do you think Mace would have turned Sith? Definitely not. Yes, he would to keep his republic. I think he would. I think now, yes, yes, I've heard a fan fiction about this where Mace does become Darth, someone, but I, I feel like he could. He's really good. I feel like he could turn dark, and I feel like he, he would really turn could. dark just uh, whether or not he killed Palpatine or not. I feel like yeah. his need to grab for power in order to keep mm-hmm. control would be the thing yeah. that would turn him evil. Um, because he did leave. He did. He was the leader of the High Council, even though Yoda was the leader of the entire Order. Mace never trusted Anakin. I don't think. No, not once. No. Which um, was smart. Everyone called him crazy until he got... Yeah. Well, Mace also developed the ability to um, find weak points uh, in Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. The Shatter Point. And only a couple other people have discovered it. Um, which, that is no longer canon either. Uh, Jason and Jaina Solo discovered this ability too. And Luke. I think Luke does know it. That's but really cool. We're getting off, we're getting off topic again. <laughs> so he does. He does has a cool. Kyle Katarn has a cool anime moment and dodges every bullet and kills all of them immediately. Uh, and talks about it for a little too long for my taste. Like stands there stunned in his own awe for a little too long. But uh, while this is happening, they do a lot of mind, you know, stuff in his mind. They do it a lot throughout the whole entire trilogy. Yeah, I feel like that dances dangerously close to what I didn't like about the Return of the Jedi uh, radio drama, where they were just like, and now someone is going to just read the description. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's just uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, it just it, it seemed a little bit lazy, but that's mm-hmm. I don't have a solution for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I can't mm-hmm. knock it because I don't know how to fix it. I think uh-huh. uh, while all this is happening, Kyle's almost girlfriend is sitting in the muddy crow. Is that what it was called? <laughs> Moldy crow. Moldy crow. Even grosser. uh and the imperium is on their way to knock on that door because the guy that he uh the guy that kyle uh the palm that kyle greased with some credits so that he could land safely uh has completely sold him out yep i do love jan's um you know the sarcasm in this whole entire episode or after this whole time trilogy as a whole jan Ors, kyle katarn i love all of their little sarcastic comments i feel like that's a that's a big part of the star wars universe the sass yeah, <laughs> yeah which i think i feel like you know han solo kind of brought you know he started that trend you know yeah I, we don't have time to discuss this in committee you know <laughs> Boring, boring conversation. Anyway, Luke, we're gonna have company. Like that's just it. Like that's just just the vibe. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, she gets out of there with uh by the skin of her teeth, and is flying to go pick him up because she can't stay there. Yeah. And no, can't do. And, uh, meanwhile, he, Kyle, Kyle, uh, is, is able to get into the room where the head honcho oh, is. Yeah. Oh, get, oh, yeah, the head honcho, yes. And get the, and get the key required to get the plans. 
Yep. Which is so much easier than having... I feel like this is way too easy from Rogue One. I think... I think so. I also think that they weren't planning on this happening. And so because it was so fast, it didn't seem like that big of a deal, I guess. Well, I guess when Rogue One, we didn't really have anyone Force-sensitive in the group, except for Jared. And he wasn't like in the actual building with them. He was on the beach. Right. So maybe things would have been a bit different if he were... I don't know. No, things would have probably been worse. Or the same. Yeah. I'm not actually sure. Um, You know, the one thing that does that did bug me in Rogue One was the fact that Jyn Erza wasn't the one to kill Krennic. I kind of Even, like that. Really? Because it's not... This isn't about poet. This is not a story of poetic justice. This is no, a, no. this is a story of war, and everything about war is just loss. Although it was poetic justice, actually, because Krennic helped build a Death Star, and he was very proud of the Death Star. And what happens? He gets killed by his own Death Star, <laughs> and none of the credit goes to him. No, <laughs> no, he's lost the annals of history. <laughs> All right. Back to our story. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle gets help from his roommate. They get he gets the plans. They he runs out onto the top, the roof, the on the roof, up after on the roof. Punching his roommate after he after he punches his roommate out. Yeah, because he needs to so that his which work. and we do never see him again. By the way, oh, he's dead. Mm, (laughs) if vader ever found out and got a hold of him yeah he would be but we never see him again in this trilogy and i never i don't think we ever hear from him again to be honest i don't think this is this trilogy is even canon to canon or canon to old legends huh because i feel like there's some some distance between the radio dramatizations and the books I agree. I mean, and look how many times they've rewritten uh, the original trilogy. Oh yeah. I mean, there's plenty. I mean, I have like maybe four, or three, or four, uh, two or three versions of the original trilogy on my phone. I've got. Uh, I, ooh, I have a Shakespearean um, take on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got those you know, books a are great. Ones. Oh, you read them? Yeah. <laughs> the full stuff awakened. Oh, we're off topic again. So, uh, he gets picked up by his girlfriend. Uh, Kyle gets picked up by his girlfriend, and uh, they're getting shot at. Yeah. But they have the plans. And that pretty much wraps up the episode. Yeah? It really does. Um, And that's the end of book one. Yeah. So, what do you think of this book as a whole? I think this the production level on this is astronomically better. It's high. The others. It's very high. I think that we uh, coming out of the original trilogy radio dramas, it's a breath of fresh air with the sound effects and the walking and the right reverb for the right rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are, I think that I'm very excited for what comes next. That being oh, said, yeah. I don't know what's yeah. happening. So, like, for all I know, uh, Kyle Katarn could become a brain in a skeletal spider <laughs> robot and try to take over the world. Well, uh, I can nip that one in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I can tell you safely that we are going to meet Mr. Jarek again. Um, he will become the main antagonist of this story. More than Books two and three. Yeah. Um, we'll see Jane Ors again. We will see Mon Mothma again. Um, no more Remrus. He won't be. He won't be in there. No, he got um, exploded, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So we won't see anybody from his past. Um, from his academy days. So let's put it that way. Oopsie doops. Um, we will see some old faces. 
that we know and love from the original trilogy. Oh, fun. As- aside from Mon Mothma, we will see some more Dark Jedi. Okay. Um, which I know you will love that. I, I com- do. And you will complain to me about how all the lightsabers sound exactly the same, because they do. There is no distinct um, sound effect for each saber. They, to be they're fair, good. like they're good sound effects. But I've been I've been following Kyberphonic for a while, and so I kind of get the gist of how he comes up with the sounds. And my boy has a leather a leather working, a woodworking, and a metal working. Like it's not a. It's in his garage, but he has all of these mechanical things that he records with really good microphones to start, like, to begin the hum. And all of that work is was, like, done because he, like, reverse-engineered his favorite lightsaber sounds. So, mm-hmm. like, he used to rip them off of the movies because you can isolate the sounds if you yeah. really take your time, and now he's making original sounds. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think, you know, people take pride in their work. I mean, there's a buddy of mine that wasn't actually, I probably told you about him before, my friend Michael. Uh, he didn't want to hang out with me yesterday because he wanted to continue working on his Boba Fett costume. And I take pride in the fact that he takes pride in his work. I've never seen his work or felt his work. But, I mean, if he's taking the time to go through and sew stuff and 3D print stuff, you know, I mean, this could be really, I don't know. I'm going to be talking with him tonight. Hopefully, we're going to go out to dinner. But, I mean, it just amazes me, you know, how much talent you could have just from doing simple things like this. And that being said, it takes a long time to do something like that. And so... I'm sure that someone on the production team might have said, hey, these lightsabers all sound the same. And the director probably went, yo, dog, we have like 13 different footstep sounds. We're too worried about that right now. Well, <laughs> Make all the lightsabers also, sound the same. <laughs> also, this was before the, sequ- the prequel trilogy. So the only sounds they could really get were, um, you know, saber sounds from episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. Um, personally, I feel like these are kind of in between four, five, and six, and one, two, three. Um, but regardless, um, I think we have run out of time here today. We've this has been a really wacky episode. Ooh, I got a lot of work ahead of me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Gosh. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, I I should send you this. I came across a video the other day of it was an animated short of the Mustafar scene uh, with Anakin and Obi-Wan except it was Mickey and Donald. <laughs> oh, Donald being Vader and <laughs> Mickey being Obi-Wan. And all Obi-Wan's dialogue was done in Mickey's voice. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so it was like, oh, it's over, Anakin. I have to hide now. You were the chosen one, huh? <laughs> I hate you. No, well, it was Donald. Oh, no, I hate it. you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. We've drawn this out long enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Peyton, what are we going to be talking about next week? Star Wars, next Dark Forces... Week. Rebel agent. Rebel agent. Yeah. <sighs> unless we unless we actually get a Boba Fett teaser trailer. Because if we do that, then that might take up the whole episode if we decide to pick it apart by nuclear. <laughs> we could. We could. And that'll so, that'll help drag this out a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are at symbol SU352podcast. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening apps because that's the only way that we can talk to the computers inside our computers. Roger, Roger. 
What is our email address, Peyton? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. So please email us about anything you can imagine. Um, we would love some questions and we would love to answer those questions on our next episode. So please feel free. I mean, we're not, we're just a hyperspace jumping away. Absolutely. Our uh, transponders are standing by. Uh, we look- Red 2, standing by. <laughs> we Red look- 5, standing by. This is Big Red standing by. Uh, we look forward to talking with you guys next week. <laughs> and as Peyton always says, May the Bulls be with you.